0: Before we start this week's show, I'd like to remind you that The Brazilian Report is funded by subscriptions and support from loyal readers. As well as subscribing to our website and getting exclusive daily content on Brazil and Latin America, you can also treat our staff to one to five cups of coffee a month. In return, you get exclusive benefits like special newsletters, behind-the-scenes content, as well as a shout-out here on our podcast. And today, I want to thank our Buy Me A Coffee members, Mark Hillary, John Thomas III, Louis Hans, Erwin Menez. Orlando Black, Steve Knapp, Aaron Berger, James Coney, Kars Vresvik, Alasdair Townsend, Peter Abrahamson, Michael Fryer, Miller Renascido, Jim Awofadeju, David Dixon, Felipe Saito, José Stankovic, Gabriela Graf Innes, Emerging Market Muser, Yarden Ifta, Tonica Thompson, Anderson da Silva, Cat Kramer, Fra. Peter Suffering, Anna Lund, and someone who chose to remain anonymous. If you also believe in the importance of independent journalism, and if you want to hear your name on our podcast, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash Report to subscribe to one of the membership tiers. If you cannot make a monthly commitment, you can still tip us a cup of coffee every now and then to give us that energy boost we need to cover a country as complex as Brazil and a region as complex as Latin America, and we appreciate any support you can give us. Click on buymeacoffee.com slash Report to find out more. On March the 14th, 2018, Rio de Janeiro city councilor Marielle Franco was assassinated in an attack that also claimed the life of her driver, Anderson Gomes. O Brasil está em choque com a notícia de uma barbárie e exige uma resposta. Quem executou a vereadora Marielle Franco e o motorista Anderson Gomes no Rio de Janeiro? A rising star in left-wing Brazilian politics, Marielle regularly spoke out against police violence and corruption in her city. 5 years on, the case remains full of unanswered questions. Two men have been arrested as the alleged triggerman and getaway driver, but we still don't know who ordered the assassination. Now, under President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, it seems the government wants to solve the case once and for all. My name is Gustavo Ribeiro. I'm the editor-in-chief of The Brazilian Report. This is Explaining Brazil. Ewan Marshall is the deputy editor of the Brazilian Report. Ewan, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Gustavo. So tell us who Marielle Franco was and why she became so important in
1: Brazilian politics. Well, Marielle Franco was a Brazilian socialist, feminist, uh, LGBTQ plus activist, and a human rights defender. She was born in Rio de Janeiro in 1979, and she was raised in Complexo do Mare, which is one of the biggest favelas in the city. Uh, If you've ever driven into Rio de Janeiro from Galeão Airport, Mare is that massive favela that you pass by on the right side of the motorway. So Marielle was raised in poverty, uh, but in 2016, she managed to become the first openly gay black woman to be elected to the Rio de Janeiro City Council. And she was a vocal critic of police brutality and the military occupation of Rio de Janeiro's favelas. She also spent a great deal of her political life pushing back against the city's paramilitary mafias, or as they're known in Rio, Mendicias. And she also advocated for the rights of women, the LGBTQ community, and other marginalized groups. And on the evening of March 14th, 2018, Marielle was killed as she was being driven home from an event.
0: Marielle and the motorista were murdered on the night of yesterday, after participating in a meeting with black women.
1: As the car she was in was parked up at a traffic light, another vehicle pulled up alongside and unloaded automatic gunfire. She and her driver were killed instantly.
0: O carro teria sido seguido por 4 quilômetros entre os bairros da Lapa e do Estácio, no centro da cidade, onde aconteceu o crime. Os criminosos emparelharam com o veículo e atiraram. Marielle estava no banco de trás e foi atingida por quatro tiros na cabeça.
1: Uh, journalist Fernanda Chaves, who worked as Marielle's press officer, she was also in the car but survived, and then she fled to Europe for a year, fearing for her life.
0: And what was the immediate reaction? I mean. Rio de Janeiro can be a violent city, so what made it certain that this was a planned assassination?
1: Well, the attack took place in a carefully chosen location uh, and surveillance cameras at a nearby subway station had been switched off before the crime. So on the one hand, you've got a shocking level of sophistication in all this, and on the other hand, it suggests that influential figures were involved in planning the assassination. And in the days after the murder, tens of thousands of mourners flooded the streets of Rio and cities across the country and around the world even, uh, putting massive pressure on authorities to try and solve this case.
0: And that pressure did not work, right? I mean, it's been five years since the murder, and we still don't know the answer to the most important question, who ordered the killing of Marielle Franco?
1: Exactly. Uh, And in these five years, investigations face numerous setbacks, such changes in the lead investigators and the prosecutors tasked with the case. Some lines of investigation paid off, but, you know, the whole process has had a feeling of like one step forward, two steps back.
0: What has made Marielli's murder investigation drag
1: on for so long? Well, firstly, the crime scene was not properly preserved. Uh, The car Marielli was killed in was uh, cleaned and returned to service just hours after the crime. And that made it difficult for forensic teams to gather any evidence to find the perpetrators. And secondly, there were several attempts to interfere with the investigation, uh, including replacing the lead investigator and leaking false information to the media. And all of this raised suspicions that powerful interests had been involved in the assassination and that they were, you know, trying to cover their tracks. And then you've got the spotty track record of the Brazilian police and justice system with their own history of corruption and inefficiency that has led to a lack of trust from the population. And Marielle's murder was seen as a test of the country's ability to investigate and prosecute political crimes. And the slow progress and irregularities in the investigation only serve to reinforce the idea that impunity reigns in Brazil. Arrests were made eventually, uh, but after a five-year investigation, we know remarkably little about the case. So what do we know? Well, a year after the crime, two former police officers, Horny Lessa and Elcio Vieira G. K. Roz, they were both arrested and charged with double homicide. Police say that they were the men in the car who tailed Marielli and murdered her. The pair are members of a notorious militia death squad uh, called the Office of Crime, and they're known for carrying out these meticulously planned assassinations for high fees. And months later, other men linked to Les and Queroz were arrested, accused of helping them dispose of the murder weapon. And that's led to speculation that the murder was linked to Rio's militias, the paramilitary mafias that I mentioned before. And as a quick aside, these are gangs largely made up of active and retired police officers who control territory in and around Greater Rio de Janeiro, charging protection fees from businesses and residents. But because the investigations have not reached their end, you know, any suggestion of who was behind the murder is still, you know, pure speculation.
0: So Lula took office as president in January and the federal government has promised to solve the murder. Justice Minister Flavio Gino created a federal police task force to look into the evidence and try to finally reach a conclusion.
1: But why wasn't that done sooner? Well, it's worth noting that Maria's assassination started a turbulent year in Brazil that culminated in Jair Bolsonaro being elected president. Now, Bolsonaro is from Rio de Janeiro, he's on the far right, and he has a history of making statements in support of Rio's militias, which many believed were behind the killing. And it's important to note that a lot of politicians in Rio once supported these militias. Uh, even some authorities supported them as a way to kind of fill the void left by the state in gang-dominated favelas. And Jair Bolsonaro has had ties
0: with members of militias, right? Connections that still raise question
1: today. Yeah, so that explains why Marielle's family and friends feared that placing the case under federal jurisdiction would be the worst thing possible for investigations. Because they didn't trust Bolsonaro, uh, even if the Prosecutor General at the time claimed that taking the case federal was necessary due to what he called the promiscuous relationship between law enforcement and militias. And more than 150,000 people and 200 civil society organizations signed a petition against taking the case federal and the Superior Court of Justice stepped in to ensure that these demands were met.
0: But now we have a new government and a government that has Marielle's sister, Aniele Franco, in the cabinet as racial equality minister.
1: Yeah, so Lola and the left have constantly called for a solution to Marielle's murder over the years, and now solving the case has become a campaign promise. But it's worth noting that the case has not changed jurisdiction. Uh, What has happened now is a kind of collaboration between state and federal law enforcement and what seems to be a kind of genuine desire to solve this case once and for all.
0: And Ewan, what
1: impact has the case had
0: on Brazilian politics?
1: Well, it's amazing, really, because Marielle was an up-and-coming politician, but few people outside Rio knew who she was, and now she's known worldwide, and for Brazil, her murder became a symbol of the violence and impunity that persists in the country. And for many others, the case highlights the deep-seated corruption and institutional failings that exist within Brazilian police and justice system. And of course, the timing of the assassination was a big thing because Marielle Franco was killed ahead of the 2018 presidential election, which was this extended campaign bookmarked by violence, controversy, and vitriol. Some candidates in Rio even tried to make a name for themselves by bashing Marielle and her legacy. Example of this is former lawmaker Daniel Silveira and the former Rio de Janeiro governor Wilson Vizzo. And uh, They both became infamous for destroying a plaque honouring Marielle, and they both won election that year. But I think above all, the Marielle case highlighted Brazil's need for structural reform to address corruption, inequality and political violence. Uh, her legacy continues to inspire a new generation of activists and social movements to fight for justice and equality in Brazil and beyond.
0: So let's talk about that legacy, because she served as city councilor for such a short space of time before her murder.
1: What legacy did she leave? So in 13 months in office, uh, she submitted 13 bills uh, asserting the rights of Rio's black community, women, LGBTQ plus people and favela residents. And these proposals she made ranged from creating a permanent campaign against sexual harassment in public spaces to establishing socio-educational measures for day-release young offenders. There's another one which creates a nighttime creche where parents can leave their kids if they're working late shifts or studying. Um, And another compiles municipal data to form public policies, focusing specifically on women's experiences in the city, wanting to create policies on healthcare, social assistance, and human rights. And city councils also voted to name the chamber's rostrum after Maryle Franco, uh, placing a new plaque on its front. While city lawmakers did vote on five of the seven remaining bills, uh, two of them were left out. And these were two that were really close to our heart. One concerned the regulation of legal abortion, um, which are allowed in cases of rape, uh, health risks to the mother and fetal anencephaly, and another protected the right to gender identity in schools. But the murder of Marielle Franco has also fired up more black LGBTQ plus people to fight for office with impressive recent electoral success. and They are the flag bearers for Marielle's values and her legacy.
0: Ewan, thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Gustavo.
0: If you like Explaining Brazil, please give us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. It takes only a second and that will help us reach a broader audience. Or better yet, Sign up for The Brazilian Report, the journalistic engine behind this podcast. We have a subscription-based business model and your memberships fuel our journalism and keep us going and growing. Thanks to our subscribers, we have been able to cover Brazil and Latin America extensively. And for our work, we have won and been shortlisted for multiple international journalism awards. More recently, our exposé about the rise of hunger in Brazil was selected by the True Story Award as one of the world's 94 best stories of 2022. In order to keep doing that work, we need your support. Go to brazilian.report/subscribe. I'm Gustavo Ribeiro. Thanks for listening. Explaining Brazil will be back next week.